about to roll out its second annual event is the New Zealand Eco Fashion Exposed. The event has gained great support from the Lower Hutt City Council and local businesses, as well as bringing in a few international labels now as well. Founder Denise Anglesey's has her eye set on it becoming as big as WOW is in Wellington. So the Fashion Eco Exposed runs for five days. It includes workshops, an eco fashion pop-up store, as well as a wide variety of designers showing collections on the catwalk Friday and Saturday night. Today I am joined in the studio by three of these designers participating in the event. Julie Hunter, welcome to the show, Julie. Thanks, Yay, and you'll be showing for the first time? Yeah. Yay. Yeah. And Fee Clements, Fee, Miss Senorita Osumo. So you uh, did an amazing show last year. That's why I really wanted to speak to you today. Yours was a real standout. Welcome back to Wellington. Thanks. Great. And Teresa, Teresa Scott. So Teresa is the man- general manager for Chalky Digits, mm-hmm. a very established eco brand or inspired by nature for New Zealand. Welcome to the show, Teresa. Thanks, sorry. Yay. And you'll be showing, uh, you will be participating at the pop-up store. Yes. That's right, yes. isn't it? Great. So people can also get get a hold of your clothes there. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, yes, very exciting time. So, Julie, let's just start with you a little bit about your, your journey in fashion. So you've been in the fashion industry and selling your own label in the Wellington region for a very long time. What are you doing at the moment? Well, it's kind of changed now because I've decided that I need to uh, make money, <laughs> not just travel around and have a nice time making <laughs> that, that old thing. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, run a, a clothing alterations and made to measure business now. So right. That really helps. That's that's demand. You know. Yeah. Yeah. In demand. So that's your bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so. Why did you want to show your clothes on the catwalk at Eco Fashion Exposed? Because I can't help myself. (laughs) (laughs) I have to make clothes. It's just in me. It's it's a part of my whole person. If I wasn't making clothes, there would be something wrong, definitely. Yes, and so can you tell our listeners how long you have actually been making clothes for now? Um, Officially my own clothes since I was at high school. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. 14. Since yeah. you were 14. Yeah. That's fantastic. And it's an amazing craft, isn't it? Because it's so hands-on. And, and I've been looking for another word other than addictive, but it kind of has that na- nature oh, about definitely. it. Doesn't I just, it? I just can't get enough. Yeah. So what is it in the process that you particularly enjoy? I love fabric. Yeah. I love the construction. It has to be... Perfect has to be. You can. I, I like to see the construction with stitches, and yeah, I like the textural fabrics and layers of color, and it not having to be out there color, but just the subtle textural changes in the colors as well. If that yeah. makes sense. It yeah. does to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it has to be something that's not. I don't like buying rolls of fabric. Right. I don't support that. I I like to buy little pieces and one of my favorite things is putting little pieces together and odd buttons and using us the littlest bits making shapes you know into bigger shapes yeah. to fit yeah nice yeah. so 
I think you may have already explained it, but maybe in your own words, what do you do as a designer that that you that makes you feel like your clothes fit into an eco fashion genre? Just the the, the using something that's no longer used. Right. So, I mean, for example, I was up at one of my girlfriend's places in New Plymouth last weekend and she said, oh, here, here's all my fabrics and things that I've been collecting for years that I'm not using anymore. Just take whatever you like out of there. Wow. And so that happens to me a lot. You know, yeah. like clients will come in that we've done clothing alterations for and they'll say, my grandmother's just moved to a home. She's had got all this fabric and they just bring it in. And it's always like, well... <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, so exciting. Yeah, Christmas. Mm. Like, oh, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that is your Christmas. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, that would be my Christmas as well, mm. I think. Mm. So you're a newcomer to showing at New Zealand Fashion Exposed, New Zealand Eco Fashion Exposed. What are you hoping to achieve by showing this I, weekend? I just want to um, present myself Yeah. to show that I'm here and this is what I'm doing. Because we actually, well, I say we, but I um, had a label in Auckland which was in a totally different way. Like it was, you know, we were wholesaling throughout yes. the country and it was quite big Yes, for me. It was quite enormous. Yeah. And now I want it to be a bit more special. Right. You know, really personal. Mm. And to say, I don't know, it's quite hard to explain because it's a part of me. I yeah. was saying this earlier. Yeah, yeah it's an extension yeah. of who you yes. are. yes. Um, you also have quite a lot of lovely recommendations or you know from people on your website which almost gives you that feeling that it's just part yeah, of you and what have, you do yeah. yeah we have a great response people love to say I'm so happy with what I got yeah. like it's special <laughs> yeah so can you give us a little hint to what you'll be showing on the catwalk on, the, well, on Saturday I was thinking about it when I was taking the photos of all the clothes and it just is a representation of myself. Nice. It's fascinated. It fascinated me because making separate pieces, um, I, I didn't think that they were all they would all end up together in a compilation as they did. And right. I saw myself in every outfit. Yeah. It's <laughs> does it feel like I, I haven't composed a symphony, but in a way, does it feel like that when you're putting it all together? Does yeah. it have that a similar a yeah. feel? It yeah. looks like it, I've purposely made a collection, which I haven't. I've just made random pieces that I've loved, every single bit, and I've put them together and they work together in some magical sort of way. It's quite fascinating to me to see because... Definitely. Yeah, it's not how I work. No, well, yeah. I can't wait to see them on the catwalk. <laughs> what about, do you have a personal motto or something that you kind of work to? No. <laughs> just Not really. Just that you love. I'm very, very passionate about what I do, and I think I'll always do it. No matter what happens in my life, I have to do it. Yeah. That, that's fantastic, Julie. Yeah. And what about, where can people find you if they want to look up what you do? JulieHunter.com. JulieHunter.com. Okay, Julie Hunter, this song is for you. This is Pitch Black, Anna Drummer, which I think is from their new album. Wasn't the nice. one I had chose originally, but nice. since the daughter took off with the phone. No, beautiful. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Right, that was Julie Hunter's Taste in Music, which I think is very good. That was her choice, Pitch Black, Una Druma. Um, yeah, I like that one. I think that's off the new Pitch Black album, maybe the latest one, something like that. Yeah, anyway, it's just good. Teresa Scott, um, you are the General Manager for Chalky Digits, yes. and great to have you here. Thanks so much for coming in. And so... Chalkies is quite an established brand now. How long has Chalky Digits been around? I think 14 years, coming up 14 years. That's fantastic. Mm. How did Chalky start? Uh, The uh, founder of Chalky Digits, Liz Collins, lived in Wanaka. She was quite the outdoors girl. She loved rock climbing and a bit of adventure. And she wanted to buy clothes that... Not necessarily she would wear rock climbing, but she would wear when she was not rock climbing. So right. still practical and functional, but she said she couldn't find anything that was cool. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so she decided to make her own, which is, you know, she, as a graphic designer, she had had no experience in the apparel industry at all. So she had to start from the ground up and source uh, everything, pretty much. Manufacturers, fabric, and steep learning curve. Yeah. Um, and this the graphics on the clothes, I guess, are probably one of the Chalky Digit's signature differences, and that's because of her background in graphic design, and she still does a lot of the graphics. Herself? Yeah. That's great. Well, she reworks other people's art as well right. to make it um, screen printable. Yeah. Right, onto yeah. the clothes. Yeah. And it's still very much, she hasn't really diversified from the nature of that, that no. you know, that, that bridging the outdoor life slash city, you know, like an urban life. Brand yeah, as well, has for the she? everyday yeah. clothes or lifestyle clothes. Especially great for Kiwis. Yes. Yeah. How does Chalky Digits define itself or, or what does it do to make it classify itself as an eco-fashion label? I guess there's some uh, some big things like uh, remaining New Zealand made to um, for various reasons, you know, local opportunity, maintaining the industry here, but making New Zealand, keeping New Zealand a little bit self-sufficient. Yeah. Uh, no big carbon footprint ideally so that's one of the big ones right down to the little things I guess um reusing not sorry reusing but trying to use all fabric um I was just telling the ladies before we use uh fabric will be used in facings which is actually really tiny pieces but you know it means that we use all of the fabric that we buy try not to throw throw things out um and conservation projects is yes, a big one. Yes, like that's, that's the, something that's you've... That's the heart one. Yeah, yeah, you've really <laughs> stayed close to that yeah. over the years, haven't you? So can you tell our listeners some of the projects that you've been involved with? I guess the first one was probably the, the biggest. Uh, we raised money, we sold... Liz designed some little badges, some little cut-out um, robin badges from salvage materials, and we sold enough of them to fund um, a South Island robin transfer from one uh, eco-sanctuary in Fiordland to another, which had been cleared of pests and they slowly wanted to repopulate wow. the birds that had been there. And so we managed to yeah fund that transfer, which is not a obviously cheap operation, yeah. and get the South Island robin back onto Chalky Island. And of course we chose Chalky Island yeah, because yeah. of the name. <laughs> and that actually cemented the drive to do more conservation projects because we got to participate in that. We took um, we had a competition and took um, a lucky competition winner with us who was just blown away yeah. at the experience. We learned so much about New Zealand ecology, staying with um, very well-schooled um, conservationist ecologists and yeah it just 
um, was such a meaningful project. And yeah. we were just like, how can we do more of this? We never mm. have enough time to do as much as what we no. want. But um, a business keeps you pretty yeah. busy, really, doesn't it? Yeah. And currently, we're selling um, little badge sets that raise money to help eradicate pests on the Banks Peninsula beside Christchurch, so that they can reintroduce native birds. There's not a lot of native birds left on the peninsula. Right. Yep. Yep. There's too yep. many pests, and yeah, and re, uh, yeah, help the native plants to flourish. So there's something for the native birds to feed to be as able well. To feed on. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. That's um, quite an interesting <coughs> position for a fashion brand to be sitting next to conservation, isn't it? It's yes. Quite unique. For us, it was definitely there was such a clear connection. Um, that uh, obviously New Zealand's environment is a huge inspiration for the designs of the mm. range. Um, the fact that we live quite uh, active outdoors lifestyle in New Zealand, and that's who we want to make our clothes for. Um, so yeah, the environment is such a big part in our day to day life um, in New Zealand. So mm. for us, that was a very small leap to doing conservation projects. Birds have always been quite a big feature in the graphics, yeah. native birds. So. Yeah, and then we found out there was a little island called Chalky Island, and we're like, "What can we do with that?" <laughs> and it, it just all makes sense. Yeah, it, it's a came together. It's a really good story mm. too. So you also are very um, conscious of the fabrics that you use. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, we try and use natural or organic, sustainable fabrics as much as we can. Homegrown merino from New Zealand, huge plays a huge part in the design of our ranges. Organic cotton, which is increasingly hard to source. Being such a little mm. little brand, um, linen where we can, yeah. It's and then there's blended kind of eco fabrics like Fisco's, you know, and yeah, it's really tricky. It's really tricky to use eco fabrics and still remain semi affordable. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess if you were making uh, millions of units of clothing, it would be fine. But being a small operator, then in you a, know, in a small country, yeah, and the reality we is only have our, access to very yeah. limited um, fabrics. Yeah. yeah, like organic cotton is. Yeah, there's a worldwide shortage. That's right. Mm-hmm. Why? Sorry, I'm too busy listening to you, and I think I'm kind of, you know, in, in that space. So we just talked about the challenges, because I think that's very real. I think that maybe more people would expect in New Zealand some brands to be more environmentally friendly, but the reality is it is a very, very hard process yes. to do, yeah, yep. to achieve, and achieve the wants of the consumer yep. by the sounds of it. What um, Has Liz had any inspirations or mentors over the years because I think she's done a, an incredible job just to just to even stay in the game for that amount yes. of time to be honest I think she's been too busy <laughs> what to have working it. to look around and see what anyone else is doing, doing she's yeah. really just had to carve her own path and um, try and stay true true to her vision yeah um she does she is really inspired by Howie's from the right, UK yes, yes. the Wales, Welsh brand yes great. and they have the same ethos of keeping it local um organic cotton and similar kind of lifestyle clothing I suppose where it's, it's kind of active clothing it's not high fashion it's it's wearable things yeah, yeah and often they skive off work early to go for a bike ride and yeah. you know just that kind of do you yeah. get to do that though? sometimes yeah. <laughs> Not often. No. Um, so now you're out. So New Zealand Eco Fashion, New Zealand Eco Fashion Exposed has pulled you up to Wellington. So you're being part of the pop up store this week. Yes. 
So can people come and find you? you and you're also doing a pop-up store in Wellington, yes, is that we correct? Are. And we have three stockers in Wally of Chalky Digits who are also have um, our gear on sale. So Great. we're in five locations over this weekend just to... Um, share the Chalky Digits love with Wellington, I suppose. That's great. <laughs> okay, and so also your website, how can people find you? ChalkyDigits.co.nz Great. Now, um, Teresa's got a song she's requested called Miracle. And who was the artist again, sorry? AJ Hickling from Botchewaka Nelson area. Great. Mm. Enjoy, everybody. Thanks, Teresa. Thank you. Of financial and political 
hypothetical, over cynical, and hyperclinical, pseudo spiritual, or highly critical, analytical, unsustainable, unobtainable, non motivational, or financial, over cynical, or fanatical, pseudo spiritual, circumstantial, or dispassionable, or hysterical, confrontational, or uncritical, or a miracle. Great. That was a miracle. Um, what a beautiful track, Teresa. Thank you. Really nice. <laughs> now, Fee Clements, designer for Senorita or Sumo. Now, Fee, quite intriguing. This is really nice to have you here. Um, I've been watching what you've been doing over the last year, actually. Just, you know, not, not, in, a, not in a kind of, you Stalker. know, stalky kind of way. <laughs> just, just really interested. And you seem to be very active and very vocal, you know, about the, the environmental, the fashion impact on the environment and human rights. But let's just go back. How long have you been making clothes for? Uh, well, I guess I started doing that when I was a kid with, right. you know, making clothes for dolls and such. But um, fashion-wise, I've been working for two years in the industry. And so when did you start your own brand? So after fashion school, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Right. Um, I knew that uh, working for someone else wasn't right for me <laughs> um, because of my ethics and morals. So, yeah, yeah two years I've been doing this. Wow. And what do you do with your label that, that, that makes it eco-friendly? So I'm zero waste, which is wow. quite a massive, <laughs> massive thought. Um, <laughs> so right from, I, most of my fabrics are found or donated to me. I also collect commercial offcuts. Um, I also source things from the transfer stations. Um, But right from, there's a hierarchy in the scrap bin and right from the very smallest pieces to the largest pieces, they're all usable. So there's no reason for those to end up in any landfill. Well, but you seem to make quite amazing garments out of them as well. And so recently you've just shown at ID Fashion Week in Dunedin. How did that feel for you? Um, It was very strange to be part of such, you know, the fashion world um, is very strange for me. But Mm. um, being the only eco person to show there but also being the first eco person to show there was pretty fantastic wow <laughs> this is designer uh, just sorry the radio host <laughs> doing a little happy dance that's amazing well done that, big congratulations for that Thanks. yeah why is making your label out of zero waste so important to you um, well, it comes straight back to the environment you know we're all living in this world how can we how can we consume so much stuff? Mm. Why are we Why are we doing that to ourselves? We could, you know, just be living a little bit cleaner and better and nicer, just even just for ourselves as people, not not the outer environment as a whole. But you know, we need got to be better to ourselves, better humans. Yeah, better. come on, humans, be better at being humans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Um, sorry, just going to turn the page there. So you've also been having quite a bit to do. Just recently, you were part of the International Fashion Revolution. What what was this actually about? 
So Fashion Revolution Day was um, in memoriam for the Rana Plaza disaster in Bangladesh. It was one year since that happened, and that just made my heart hurt when mm. I saw that. It's it's huge, you know. The fashion industry is really hurtful and harmful to everything. Mm. Every it touches every aspect of the world, and we've got to do better at that. So I just felt like we needed to have a presence here in New Zealand to show that it is actually an international thing. New Zealand, we might be isolated and quite far away from the rest of the world, but we still we all still wear clothes every day. Yeah, we do. So, and we're still consuming yeah, a lot of clothes every day. We are consuming a lot of clothes. Dunedin's textile waste to landfill was tripled in the last six years. Really? So that's really driven me to do what I'm doing mm. in Dunedin and try and get that message out there to more people. So have they got a measure on that? That's quite interesting that they're able to, to do that. Um, well they just implemented the waste minimisation plan in right. Dunedin so there was a bit of research done there and so yeah. that's where I managed to find some numbers. Well done. <laughs> and I mean I think that's when it becomes alarming. I think what happens too is that as, as, as we throw things away, that away where is away? Where is away? away? Is, it's not actually anywhere. It's landfill. It's you know yeah. you can't you can't make giant piles of stuff just to be left there to decompose and all the chemicals leaching out and dies and it's just it's not okay. No, and just going back into the um, into the inside out revolution, can you just explain to our listeners because I'm sure that some of them remember, but just what actually happened in Bangladesh. In the factory there? What? So there was a... I I know that it was an illegal factory. It had three stories. It was an eight-storey building. It had three stories on the top that were completely illegal. Um, and it collapsed and killed a whole lot of people. 1,133, I think, and at least two to 3,000 were injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not acceptable. We are humans. We care about each other. We need to be... I keep saying this, we need to be better at being humans and yeah. that, you know, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. The um, And I think the interesting thing is that so many of those factories that are, you know, Bangladesh is one of the cheapest places to make clothes at the moment, but it's the chains, the big, big brands that are often the ones that are they contract it out, don't they? So that yeah, they there's do. no kind of nice ch- line, clear line yeah. as to who they're making for. Well, they're certainly not transparent, that's for sure. That's You've right. actually got no idea where that stuff is coming from. You don't know what factory it's made and how many people have touched that garment before it ends up with you. That's right. And that's something that we should all think about when we go shopping. Mm. And maybe maybe you could actually just ask that retailer where that where those clothes are coming from. Because if we start doing those things, then... They're going to know that consumers are wanting wanting to know those, you know, wanting the answers to those questions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you're on a bit of a mission with your um, show at New Zealand Eco Fashion Exposed this week. What is it that you're aiming to do? So with this collection, I've tried to create a zero waste collection that can be manufactured through the systems that are already in place and the systems that I'm putting in place to deal with the waste that comes from manufacturing Um, and I'm pretty certain I've achieved it but we'll see how the you know how the public view that. (laughs) 
So, um, so that's quite amazing because I know, and Teresa, I'm sorry, I've taken your microphone away, but you'll you'll understand the process of production, mm-hmm. and that one of the problems I can see for you is that when you're making with lots of little bits, it doesn't suit the massive production process that is going on, you know, that we have available to us at the moment. So, good effort. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So are you going to give us a little hint as to what we'll be seeing on? So you're showing on Saturday night as well, is yep. that correct? Yeah. What, what, can we have a little hint as to what we may be seeing? Um, well, I'm, I'm really into textiles and um, textures and stuff, so there's a lot of colour. Right. Okay, <laughs> that's fantastic. And where can people find you, Fee, on Facebook and your website? Um, just search Senorita Awesome. I'm pretty much the only person with that name, so... <laughs> I'm not hard to find. <laughs> that was great. And now uh, we're going to play a little bit of one of our favourites, Sophie Burberry Little Bark, You, Your Heart, coming up for you, Fee. Awesome.
don't like turning down Sophie Burberry and Little Bark, but she'll forgive us, I think. It's a good topic. So we're in the Access 783am studio. We have got Julie Hunter, Fee Clements and Teresa Scott here, all from uh, Eco Fashion Labels. And we are having a discussion about what it is that we are doing, with the, what these labels are doing to be Eco Eco, and they are showing at New Zealand Eco Fashion Exposed in Lower Hutt this weekend. So we've heard some pretty big stories, but just wanted to have a little discussion amongst all of us. What could the ordinary consumer, because I think the consumer's got such a big part as much as the producer to play in, in the situation that the fashion industry's having on I want to say New Zealand, but it's a global problem, really, because a lot of our clothes are not coming from New Zealand. So I wanted to ask you, what what can the normal shopper do when they're just wanting to buy a frock for the weekend? Go fee. Global, <laughs> global problem, local solution. Just shop local. Find find your retailers that are local and support them. Nice. Yeah. Teresa? And those, if they're locally made, they may cost less. So to um, balance that, uh, uh, cost more, sorry, to balance that, buy less. Buy one nice frock. Yeah, mm. buy one, mm. buy quality. I was just going to yeah. say, quality it garments. It will last you longer. You can still wear your jacket in 10 years' time. Get it mended if it breaks. Yes. <laughs> go, go to Julie. That's yeah. right. Cycle it into something else. Yeah, and actually, I must say, Teresa, on Chalky's website and Julie, yours, I noticed that people were talking about how long they'd had their clothes yeah, yeah. for. Ideally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe, too, that might be um, rather than a new garment, maybe it's also, and I know that um, this is being offered as a workshop, just that whole styling, like looking at different ways to wear your clothes is another way to get longevity out of out of less. Also, um, just on that, what are some of the challenge? No, that's that we've kind of. I think we've kind of covered that. What do you see as an opportunity for New Zealand fas- fashion industry to do about? about making a sustainable industry is there a possible vision we could be working towards here yeah transparency we all just need to know where things are coming from so yeah. that we, we can make aware. the choices make the right choices mm. yeah and education i guess get educated mm. get informed about where your clothes are coming from uh yeah make sure it's local or sustainable in in some way whatever way if it's cheap it's probably not Unless yeah. it's from the op shop. Do some research. Do a bit of research. And op shops are fantastic. Yeah. And New they, Zealand has got um, multiples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have we? too many clothes. Yeah, they They've do. Got too much. Yeah. They want to give it away. That's nuts. Well, that, that's a reality. I mean, even in Newtown, where I live, there has been over the years, now there's about six or seven op shops, which is great for, for, for us, but actually it's quite alarming mm. because, yeah. you know, when you start thinking about scale of used mm-hmm. clothing in every town, just in New Zealand alone... There's a lot that's being... I don't think that many grannies are passing on. No. <laughs> fast, fast, fast fashion, too. It, you yeah, buy something is. that is meant to go out of fashion mm. in a few months' time, it's going to end up in the op shop pretty quickly. And then where does it go after that? Op mm. shop to gets ragged or it gets sent overseas to a third world country where there's actually a massive... Massive textile economy there. Yeah, and they're they're starting to throw it back. Yeah. And they're starting to realise, aren't they, that actually they don't want your bad taste. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I think hopefully they're realising that they've all got their own beautiful textile yeah, industry. They must do. Yeah, and yeah. Fabrics that we can't um, produce in New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. Are there any bigger brands? So, so I mean, I guess that's one definite solution is to try and buy New Zealand made, try and buy from a local um, designer. Also, I think even if you have to go there, try and buy from a local store even so that at yeah, least yeah. that individual business is staying in. But we were talking about fabrics, and I know Chalkies is incredible in this department, but... The fabrics that um, that's another thing. Can can people have a choice of good fabrics to buy over bad fabrics to buy when they're looking at things? Why buy merino from another country when you can buy New Zealand merino? Exactly. It costs more, but I think it's worth it. Mm. It does. It lasts longer. Yeah. It feels yeah. softer. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a good quality yeah. product. Yeah. 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 Australia produces a lot of fabrics that New Zealand can't, such as cotton, and um, you know, so you don't actually have to go that far to get those other fabrics that we can't make here yeah and maybe we should invest in alternative fabrics as well because actually as a little as a little brand it's really hard to find say bamboo cotton you don't you can't necessarily source that in New Zealand um, or hemp or you know mm. other fabrics that are mm. sustainable and mm. uh, increase the demand for those I guess yeah that's right a good point um, I actually heard and I, I should have maybe now but this has come up but I think someone some movie star or someone is, is going to be starting a hemp farm out in the wider upper oh, which would so, be quite, really quite amazing yeah. <laughs> we would use it if yeah. we had oh, access absolutely. to it but being small fry you don't sort of yeah. get off at it yeah, yeah. Mm. So we've got the we've got the knitting industry, haven't we? So we've had to let our weaving, like the, the weaving fabrics go. But yeah, we've got the knitting, so we could be looking at knits, other knits to to mm-hmm. to roll into our mills and to our merino mills also what about the polyesters one thing I note is the chain stores the vast amount of what I call not lovely fabrics that are available (laughs) Um, and and where do these tend to end up in the end they don't tend to get recycled there's not a lot you can do with them right know that they even make very good rags no No. you can't really clean up stuff that doesn't soak things in (laughs) no no. no, it's funny though. We get asked all the time. We really love your clothes that are made out of natural fibres, but they seem to um, fade and they don't <laughs> tend to last as long. And I have to educate people and say, natural equals biodegradable. Yeah, yeah. no Sorry. chemicals. Yeah. There is no way we can. If they had polyester in them, for sure they would last longer. They, that's because they don't break down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they are actually meant like fabric should do that over time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're a natural, yeah, 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 right. It's um, just still be a natural product. Yeah, mm. and also it must be much nicer for your skin, which is actually a living, all you know, cell. Breathing. See it's the breathing. biggest one on our yeah, body, and yeah. we all cover ourselves with clothes every day. So yeah. why why not treat yourself nicely? That's right. Yes. <laughs> are there any designers, big designers, that are seeming to make a bit of a headway into into some more positive action in their production or design processes around the world? Um, I would say people like Ursula de Castro from From Somewhere is doing a really fantastic job. From um, Somewhere? I'm just saying that out loud yeah, again. Yeah, she, yeah <laughs> she's, she's doing a fantastic job. Um, also the Ethical Fashion Forum um, is fantastic, They, which I'm a member of. They Great. are bringing together thousands of international 
chapters and also you can go and search search on their website for whatever you want yeah so you know that's a good place to find ethical clothing there's a great magazine that comes out of australia too called peppermint magazine which is all about ethical fashion keep it local upcycled clothing um great source of beautiful kind of original limited edition clothes great mm-hmm. and um yes peppermint's an awesome mag i was going to say something and forgotten it there what about um does that mean that the consumer demand must be growing overseas too if so. there are yeah. these amazing yeah. um institutions forming to support a more sustainable industry i think so i think it's becoming very fashionable yeah, the world's okay. waking up a little bit, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, we need to start making... Yeah, yeah, we're here. It's a slow process, but I think it is happening. We've got a long way to go, I mm. think, still, too, but yeah. we are definitely getting there. 